welcome back to Not A Single Bother Podcast with me, Ashlyn Dowling. Hope everyone is well. How are y'all getting on? Hope everyone in Sydney enjoyed their first weekend out of lockdown and Melbourne. I think they're coming out of lockdown now soon as that on Thursday. It was so nice. So nice to go out for food, sit down for food. Like I, it was only, was it five months or four months? I honestly got a lost track of time. But it was so nice. But it felt weird. It still even feels weird. Like when I'm walking about the place and there's people sitting down. I'm like. <gasps> oh. Like yesterday we went for breakfast. We actually. I was out for food all weekend really. I had breakfast yesterday. I went for lunch. And then we went for dinner. Other days. It was so nice. And we went out for drinks as well. Obviously on Saturday. And it was just. I just missed it, you know? It was really, really nice, actually. So, I hope everyone is well. And on this week's episode of the podcast, actually, before I get into this week's episode, thank you for all the messages that I got about the episode that I did with Kira, Kira O'Malley. Absolute legend. Such a lovely girl. I know I've said it before, but honestly, I feel like <laughs> I just kind of want to be more like her honestly like just in life in general just a kinder more caring person she actually makes me want to be better seriously so yeah so if you haven't listened to that one the episode with Kira it's in two parts about finding David and the tragic loss of her partner David and how well she's doing now and dealing with grief and dealing with things that are very difficult in life and just being grateful for where you are in life now and yeah just basically she's just a ball of positivity so on this week's episode I'm so excited to be talking with Colin Horgan he's from Ardfert in County Kerry which is literally stone's throw up the road for me and he is a fashion designer with his own brand Colin Horgan and he has designed pieces for Lady Gaga, Dua Lipa, Leanne Pinnock from Little Mix, Alicia Dixon, and many, 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 many more. He has also had his own show in London Fashion Week. He has been on BBC's Glow Up and just recently finished doing Glow Up Ireland with the iconic Mar Higgins and some of the best, um, the best makeup artists in Ireland. So yeah, he's just, he's so, so lovely and it was really nice to chat to him about all those different things and how he's gotten from drawing video game characters as a teenager to where he is now. Before I get into the episode, actually, I just want to remind everybody that myself and my two friends, Brona and Erin, are walking 100, or sorry, 300 miles in the month of October. So we're just over halfway through. And we've gotten so many donations already. So just so on to say thank you so, so much to everybody that has donated so far. It doesn't matter how big or small the donation is. Like it, it really goes, goes a long way. And um, so we are fundraising for Comfort for Chemo Kerry. For them to build a standalone facility in Kerry for patients going through chemotherapy. Um, so the link is in my bio on my Instagram page and I will actually post it in the description of this episode as well so anything at all is greatly appreciated we're actually we're actually very close to our target so we're going to increase the target a little bit more possibly in the next few days just because 
obviously the more money raised for them the better you know um so please do that if you haven't already and thank you so much if you have this episode is proudly sponsored by St. Patrick's Bar in Valencia. Thankfully, travel is now on the cards again for most of the world and hopefully will be resumed for us here in Australia very, very shortly. So if you're looking to get away for a city break, but also possibly top up your time by the beach, then look no further than Valencia, which was voted best city to live in the world for expats. There are two sister bars to choose from, St. Pat's Scholars Bar and the original St. Patrick's Pub the home of crack in Valencia. If you're travelling from any part of the world, make sure to pop in for guaranteed crack with live music every night and fun events throughout the week. You will arrive as a customer, but leave as a friend. It is their passion to ensure their customers experience an authentic taste of Irish tradition and culture when they walk through the doors and leave with not just a smile on their faces, but memories of a great experience. Valencia is just a one-hour drive from Alicante Airport, so make sure to take a trip to St. Patrick's in Valencia when you're away on your travels. There are direct flights to and from Dublin, Belfast, London, Glasgow and many other cities. So thank you so much to St. Patrick's in Valencia for sponsoring this podcast and check them out on Instagram and the rest of their socials to keep up to date with all the crack. Just FYI as well before we go into this episode... There was a storm outside the night I was recording this, so there's, you can hear thunder and absolute like rain belting through the windows, so you'll just hear that bit of noise there for a few minutes, so just ignore that. Anyways, um, as always, don't forget to rate and subscribe, not a single bother on Apple Podcasts and any other platform that you can and thank you so much for listening and I really hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the podcast Colin, thank you so much for coming on. Not at all, thank you for having me, delighted to be honest. Um, so you are, you're from Ardfert, a small village in North Kerry and now you design clothes for the likes of Lady Gaga, Dua Lipa and Little Mix just to name a few but where did you, where did your love for fashion design begin and how did you get into the art of fashion? Uh, well, I suppose my own family, you know, I have a big family of uh, women and, you know, especially my mom, she had a great sense of style, you know, so I suppose that kind of came from uh, an early age, but I didn't realise it was actually developing into something else, you know, I was, I was always uh, like art based, you know, so I actually thought I wanted to be a fine artist. Oh, um, right, okay. So it wasn't really until I went to art college, I uh, I suppose you get to try out different disciplines and I loved uh, the way the fashion uh, course moved. It was very demanding, you know, mm. constantly searching for something new. So I don't know, I just kind of like, I suppose, loved the challenge of it, you know? And, yeah. Um, I suppose that was maybe where the, the kind of burning desire to kind of pursue it came from, you know, that kind of constant, I, I didn't have any fashion skills as such, you know, I couldn't sew or really? I couldn't, yeah, nothing. Oh like, my God. Well, well, it's kind of funny because um, the course, the, the kind of, you trial the course, you know, and then you either yeah. get, get accepted or don't, but it was great because I, was always drawing and that was the requirement that you had to do like this massive sketchbook right. of design work 
Um, and when I look back, I must have always been doing it. I was always drawing and illustrating these kind of characters, you know, yeah. but I just thought kind of, you know, these uh, video game characters, you know, I was right. obsessed with, you know, like Tekken and Mortal Kombat. So I just thought it was that. <laughs> uh, but I suppose it just kind of organically um, came, I yeah. suppose. So you had no experience, like you didn't know how to sew or anything like that. Yes, you, no, you ended up being no. a fashion designer. That's mad. <laughs> I, I know the irony in it, but it's funny because my mom's mom was a, a seamstress, you know. So she right. had uh, she had these uh, she had a, a sewing machine just all that. Mm. I was passed down that when I was studying because I. I was just starting to learn how to sew. I remember yeah. my mom showing me how to do a straight line, and I swear it was like a roundabout. I just couldn't get it. <laughs> I did not put a needle through. So it was, it was really, I was really starting at the start. That's know. mad. That's mad, yeah. So mad. you don't, weird. you just need to have kind of one, like you need to be able to either draw the sketches or have the sewing side of things. Like you only need to have one to actually get into the course, is it? Um, I don't know, like, I don't really know the criteria because you'd have to, because this was only like a two, a two week kind of project. Right. You, it was all design driven. So, you know, the process of design, although I very much don't really, you know, I kind of work like the way I would have in college, but it's okay. a very different kind of format now, but you would be sketching a lot, you know, like you're mm-hmm. doing a top and then you'd be putting the top on the, the waist and that becomes a scar. Do you know, like it'd be very yeah. kind of like but uh I suppose like they do what was great about the course like in Limerick was that they even though some students might have come through like a PLC or mm-hmm. you know would have took an year out to you know do a a course that directs them into that um they do start from the start with you so they do teach you how to right. thread up a machine you know mm-hmm. and then they just pretend like you don't know anything oh, okay. which is perfect for yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's gas and um what what kind of work then did you have to prepare to actually get accepted into the design school in Limerick? so a portfolio really was kind of uh, I suppose I would call my leaving start because I wasn't like a, a study person you yeah. know I was very fixated on the uh, the portfolio aspect yeah so it kind of, like again I was doing fine art so I did only like painting you okay know? Um, just still life all that kind of that's yeah so different it's, like it's so it's all so funny because that's what I thought I wanted to do and it completely, I completely did a U-turn when I went there. I was like, oh yeah. no, actually, I, I, I like the fashion course, but I felt the course, I didn't have any skills. So I was like, will I survive? You know, this <laughs> yeah. is the right decision. But I loved it. I like thrived on it. That's amazing. And so did you always know, you always kind of knew so that you wanted to have like a creative type of career growing up, like you yeah. weren't into, you weren't going to be doing some kind of business course or something. <laughs> or accounting. No, I'm a, no, I am not. Uh, an, uh, I wish I was. I'm not really an Excel spreadsheet kind of person. Um, I Same. don't like to be contained into a grid, you know. Mm, but yeah. however, it's kind of uh, yeah, like 
I mean, my family were super supportive because obviously I felt like the little bit of the black sheep in the family because all my brothers, they're all sporting. Yeah. Uh, they're, all car- they're all hurlers and footballers. And there's me doing like little canvas work <laughs> at home, you know. So I, uh, but they were so supportive, you know. They just wanted me to be happy, which was great. Exactly. That's the most important thing. Yeah, it must have been because it is kind of like not weird, but um you know everyone kind of goes with the typical careers like you know nursing teaching or that's kind of what's expected of you so it's it's good that you went against the grain and just followed what you actually were passionate about which people don't always do I think like as well you know and I suppose I knew the road was going to be hard doing creative jobs yeah it's sustainable you know like you unless you really get in mm-hmm. on something it's kind of uh, an umbrella for other things you know you kind of have to uh you kind of have to be juggling many things at the same time to i suppose um still be in that creative circle so it's kind of yeah it's it's not been an easy road but uh, yeah definitely it, the process is in enjoyable sometimes mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly <laughs> it like when you're doing something creative like it's not you know you're you're taking a risk like because it's it there's no stability oh. with it anyway definitely not and you're going out on a limb it's it's all true because like you know you might be working on a project but uh, unless you've already pre-planned the next project that by the time you end up nearly finishing it because it could be like a really intense um number uh but if you don't kind of pre-plan yeah the next one you're like oh okay what next you know (laughs) but it's it's fine it always works out in the end that's good yeah so your pieces are so amazing and they're so out there but like where do you even begin to get the inspiration for such standout pieces oh well really again i kind of reflect on i suppose primary research and you know i often look at women in my own family okay. and then i kind of juxtapose them with i suppose figures that i would have grown up with mm-hmm. um and that could have been tv based you know okay. um a lot of the kind of then textural elements they kind of come from my dad's side you know i would have been looking in and taking pictures of say the inside of engines so it's quite okay. like uh me- mechanical yeah. meets feminine aspect okay um but i always think uh, i always like my ethos is always like when i'm creating something it's this idea that the clothes are like modes of transport and they okay. kind of take you away from your old self okay um, right. so that's kind of the what i hope to achieve mm-hmm. as a desire that you kind of you feel different about yourself you feel like not that you are in a, a vulnerable position when you're putting it on but you know you kind of leave your old self behind for a second yeah 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 and like are the clothes that you design reflective of your own personal style or do you like to keep your personal style style sorry separate to what you design for others well definitely i'm not a risk taker on my no. own style you know i never i wear only black as you can see <laughs> you know um, i'm quite like yeah i i never like wanted myself to be on the forefront okay. of the brand you know i kind of always had positioned the clothes that's why the clothes are quite joe you know, they are quite extra you know yeah. they have this kind of i suppose uh 
they aren't overly nor what we perceive as normal so it's kind of for me i suppose looking at it it's kind of like an escapism from myself right, but hopefully yeah. that's say someone else that puts it on or sees it on a rail in a store you know that they can kind of have that same uh, attraction to it yeah that's gas that you're like your own style you say is so plain for lack of a better word and then your your designs are so out there colorful like futuristic that's actually gas it's weird yeah because like it's it's funny i'm always so surprised because yeah i do dress quite like boring Um, (laughs) but people people do connect and they kind of know the formula that i've created they know that it's like my work which is kind of weird which is great you know yeah. it is great because it does kind of uh you know, give me that validation that it, i do have like a style or you know um, a signature that maybe exactly. other people can connect with yeah was um, it was it hard actually to like when you first began your own brand was it hard to to think of your own style and or was it always in the back of your head like did you always have that kind of look that you were going for um I don't I know that it was hard in one sense because when when I was studying in London it really is you kind of know where to hide because um they kind of ask you to research from within so um I suppose it was hard getting that out of me you know Mm -hmm. it's um it it was uh, it was a challenge in itself but it kind of brought up the best of me weirdly um yeah you know even though very hard and (laughs) um very very intense it kind of um allowed me to not think about that element because there are so many designers out there and so many great designers yeah that uh when you're in that bubble um you know you kind of don't really see anything other than your own work so kind of even if it does have a familiarity with another designer yeah you know that it comes from within exactly um, yeah it 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 was hard but then it felt very natural like I could feel like I could come in today and be like oh well you know she wouldn't wear a pair of shorts because that's not in her DNA you know like you kind of I've I've created this like fake not fake but this kind of invisible woman that I know I suppose she's I suppose in a sense that she is like, you know, an alter ego yeah. of myself. Yeah, that's uh, so guess. It's funny. It's funny. I feel like I do know her and I live with her. And, <laughs> yeah. <It's> I, nice. <laughs> there's no fear of your style, like looking like anybody else, like as in your designs. I mean, like you would know, like when you look at your pieces, like you would definitely know, like, okay, that is Colin Horgan and that's not like another designer you know you it's definitely like an individual look <laughs> I hope so you know if I, it, like as the as the collections develop and mm. the years go on you know obviously you do kind of start to change your style you know you you don't want to be pigeonholed into something that um, you are only known for but yeah at the same time you can it's kind of a it's such a fine line because you don't want all of a sudden I don't want to start it doesn't make sense for my woman to all of a sudden be wearing a floral number you know (laughs) I have to kind of 
do if I do want to do that, it kind of have to be over a bit more time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People won't, connect, people won't connect with it, you know. Yeah. So how long does it actually take you so to design a full season of designs, like from start to finish, like from the thought process to the to the end product? Um, it kind of varies depending. Like okay. I know for this uh, in particular, the most recent collection, I would have started that at the end of June, um, we would have developed the whole season over the month of July. So it kind of is, there's there's a lot of elements to it, you yeah. know. Um, uh, I would just do like one sketch, you know, kind of, of something that I'm kind of thinking the feeling might be. Okay. So it could be quite, it could be quite abstract. It could be just like the squiggles or, you know, it could be just really random. And then it would be, we would move on to a prototyping stage. And that's just done, like, we'd use, like, cheap fabric okay. um, to make, like, a prototype and see how the the kind of fit is, um, try it on the model, then maybe add a new element to it. And then it kind of would develop over the month. The month of, like, July would only just be prototypes. So that could be about 35 pieces like that that could also change it could be by the end of it it could there could be 50 pieces that are just prototypes right and then then we repeat the process in august but it's like the we'd be cutting in the the final fabrics that would be on the catwalk then so that would be you'd repeat the process so it could be like about two months to develop a collection oh that's not actually that long i thought you were going to say like more than that anyway like the guts of a year or something like two months is very quick yeah it can be quite and then like I remember with the the most recent show and this is like a perfect example of what you think the fashion industry is like (laughs) you know we're up very late the night before we have to present (laughs) and you're there at five o'clock because the seamstress is done she's like she's not doing anymore so (laughs) she would we we would have to make it and i remember there was like a, a gilet that we made and it's like we're still on the sun machine at five o'clock in the morning and i'm like because <laughs> i i promised myself that day off i was like i'm not going to be on that sewing machine yeah. in the morning you know to make it but lo and behold here i was sewing on the sewing machine at five o'clock in the morning had to be up for quarter to six oh my god to do the show so like 40 minutes of sleep and Jesus but you God. just kind of it's just like you can't really escape it like even yeah. you can be as prepared as you want yeah there's always something to do of um but two months for sleep now i have done in the past uh, which i don't recommend is <laughs> a full collection in three weeks oh um, my god <laughs> that in process squished into that amount of time Jesus. so but that was that was my own uh doing yeah. i suppose you know it's kind of i kind of left it to the last minute because when you have when you do spring summer for september mm. um you have a bit more time where now like autumn winter is present oh no yeah autumn winter is presented in february so you've left so you have okay. like october november december and then you're kind of nearly ready for january um right. whereas the spring summer you ha- you really do have like march april may june july august 
know, but of course, you just leave, you get distracted, and you get pulled yeah. in all different kinds of directions. Of so two months is fairly, fairly solid. Yeah. Oh my God, geez, <laughs> it, it, it fast. The fashion industry is so fast paced. Like you must be there must be a lot of long nights and early mornings for you then <laughs> i mean you just kind of, yeah 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 i think there's no two days on. yeah but like you just kind of you have to enjoy it you exactly know? yeah of, you love it like it is really rewarding even mm-hmm. though it's it could be only like eight minutes of rewards on the catwalk for months of work yeah it's like it is a great feeling you I'd know to kind of see so. it all come together yeah yeah i highly <laughs> the buzz yeah I, the buzz must be amazing like when you see your your pieces like walking down the catwalk must be unreal so how did you go from being a design student to then owning your own brand um so if i'm correct so in between i graduated from limerick i went to copenhagen did some more work i had been there already you know um doing internships yeah. for other designers um so I kind of went out uh, um, because I had applied to do a master's, you know, I kind of, um, I felt that like um, when you finish uh, your degree collection, um, you're kind of done, you know, and then that's mm-hmm. it. Um, so I kind of felt like I needed more time to develop, you know, my ideas. I yeah. did always want to do my own thing. I always saw myself as my own really? boss. Really? Oh, that's so cool. But I knew that you can't just like, you really do have to kind of do a bit of research because yeah. the industry is ginormous and there's many different avenues in fashion that you can go down, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of knew I wanted to do my own thing, but mm-hmm. I knew that you need, you need to kind of know the industry because it's not something that is really widely taught in yeah. colleges. Okay um unless it's a fashion business course um where i was the designer you know it, it kind of is it is quite different the industry when you kind of go out to it uh, so i went in long story short i went out and i went into the industry uh, and then my boss at the time she did say that i should really think about going and doing a master's which was funny because i always wanted to do it anyway yeah but at that time, I had um, applied to Central St. Martins, which would be, I suppose, the best fashion college in the world, you know, at okay. the time. Um, yeah. But I kind of went over, I was a bit, I'm not going to lie, I was a little bit like arrogant, you know, I kind of like walked <laughs> over with nothing, more or less this tiny little book right. and like one outfit where I arrived and there's just like, uh, you go into this room and there is like a sea of students, mm. graduate also, and I seen them like pull out like garment, garment, <laughs> garment, book, 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 stacking the books. And there's me with, with like one little book. And I was like, they're going to love me. <laughs> and I just literally, I literally got a total bollocking after because they really? were just like having a life. Yeah. They, they just... <laughs> I got rejected from there, um, okay. uh, which was a uh, total blow to my ego. Yeah, I'd say um, so. <laughs> That's gas. But then, uh, yeah, then I went to Copenhagen and did, did some work. She advised me, my boss, to think about applying to the Royal College of Art. Um, now, I had heard of the Royal College of Art because it had brought out such amazing designers, but I just thought, like, oh, St. Martin's at the time yeah. was the right place to go. It wasn't the right place to go. Because <laughs> I, you know, um, 
yeah, it totally wasn't. Everything um, happens for then, a reason I, anyway. It does. Do you know what? Everything does happen for a reason. I actually didn't really want to go there. I just only wanted to go there because of the name. You yeah. Know? So I just didn't feel, it didn't feel honest anyway. Right. Um, but I'm glad I did have that experience. It really kind of solidified some kind of humbleness <laughs> in me. <laughs> um, but then I went and I actually sent over everything that I had. I was like, I'm not going to make that same mistake that I did <laughs> yeah. in St. Martin's. I got pulled over by the head of program and she offered me a place, uh, which was great. You know, mm-hmm. um, so then I went through that process. Uh, again, like I said, the, the course is very intense, but it's very personal. Like you can it kind of, it's not like say the course in Limerick where it was like design, design, design. Right. You have images of like butterflies and you just work with that where it's more like you need to kind of, look into your childhood or you know it could be anything um, <laughs> yeah it's quite uh, psychological uh, really? <laughs> but, <laughs> but then um yeah so then they kind of you go through that process there is a bit at the end where they did tell you about the foundations of what happens next so okay. there are other kind of mediums and platforms where you can get scouted so if you wanted to do your own thing um there's industry panel come in you kind of do the catwalk show then which attracts insane amount of press you know kind of press that you know you see on the shelves in like say a really good magazine story you really? know they're all there at the front row oh my god so then i suppose after that i got scouted by a guy called lee lockthorn and he had this platform called on off which is it's a long London Fashion Week showcase of like young designers. Okay. Um, so it was kind of, I suppose that was kind of the start of something. And right. he uh, guided me um, and kind of mentored me as such, you know, he kind yeah. of um, introduced me to say like PR agencies, then like through manufacturing, through stylists. So he kind of brought, he kind of introduced me to a lot of things that I didn't even know about, yeah. you know, so... I suppose that was kind of really the start. Now, at the time, he came to my graduate show and he asked what I do London Fashion Week in September 2017. But, like, I had literally just graduated in June and to do a brand new collection after two years of kind of challenging um, minds. I can't swear, but you know what I mean? You (laughs) You can swear, don't worry. mind fucking you know kind of, um, <laughs> i just wanted ready to kind of do a brand new collection yeah so i said look let's park this idea for now and maybe when i'm ready we can kind of pick up from where we left off right and we did um i suppose in february i needed to get money you know i like <laughs> i was broke right. um you know through and through uh I just didn't have the money to kind of start up in a, a new collection or a new yeah. business, you know. So, yeah, then uh, February 2018, I met Lee. He introduced me to the PR and then he kind of it kind of started from there. He kind of guided me into my first season. So, yeah, that was kind of it. It's, it it's, that sounds very easy and straightforward. but <laughs> I'm sure there was a uh, lot more to it. There was a lot in it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But obviously you were like, 
you were just really good at what you did and, and still are obviously but like you know making connections and stuff was was the main thing though like making connections yeah. really helped you yeah I think like like I was in London I knew that like like it's literally like a, uh, a city full of so many people and so many creative people yeah I literally like made it my business to go and meet people because I didn't know like you never know what happens you know exactly yeah of, and it's it's funny because like the Irish industry is small, but the UK industry is even smaller, which is funny. Like really? you think that it would be huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everyone knows everyone. So really. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Talk to us a little bit about your first London Fashion Week show. Like, what was that even like behind the scenes? Like, is it all craziness? Yeah. Yeah. No, it really was. It was. Uh, I suppose it was it was kind of a year process as such mm. you know so it was kind of a year of kind of developing and mentorship and consultancy and you know development of ideas for this kind of moment so and it was the last show on London Fashion Week so it was okay. a big kind of deal right. you know it was um, for me anyways you know yeah I mean, it is yes, I'm sure it's just like another show you know but <laughs> uh, I kind of it backstage was yeah, it was pretty mental, I'm not going to lie. And mm. I kind of, at one stage, I was actually running around like a headless chicken. I didn't know what, <laughs> I was holding scissors, looking for the scissors, you know, that kind of way. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, great. Yeah. It was amazing because, you know, this is like my first time actually seeing like head to toe, you know, like even picking nails, you know, I never right. would have even thought of that. Yeah. You, you know, you're only seeing the outfit, like even at graduate shows. It's like the models' hair and makeup's kind of already done, and you just okay. have the outfit to put on. Whereas this is like, I get to decide the makeup, the hair, the right girls. We did the casting, so I've seen like 300 girls oh just come in things. Um, you know, so it kind of is the ultimate, it is the DNA of like, I suppose, what's going on in my head. You know, it's, mm. it's, it's quite, it's not just about the clothes, it's about it's about like the shoes that they're wearing yeah makeup needs to be right the music did i say music already I no did. you didn't <laughs> uh, you know like the, it was if you're, you're literally picking everything and That's the nice. walk needs to be decided you know, there's so many elements yeah but it was i loved it like there's nothing like the buzz of the show oh i'd it say really... so i'd say it's amazing yeah it's definitely yeah. it's all about the finer the finer details like that's what adds up to the full picture in the end it totally is because you're just like for months and months and months you're just looking at the clothes on like a mannequin or say like your friend that you don't have any money to pay the fishing model so you just <laughs> grab your friend to try it on yeah, uh, to be fair. it's just like it's so different when you see it on the Riker she's five foot eleven she's powering down a, <laughs> a walkway it's like amazing yeah so what would you say was your first big milestone in your career like it was that it for you or was there something else that is definitely like definitely up there because um it, it was i haven't forgotten it i can remember it like as if it was yesterday so it is definitely a big milestone for me it's a big moment and it's like they were the that connection was 2019 but it was presented in 2018 okay um and that coat, like I had these two coats, this like purple coat and this orange coat. 
And these cards are still traveling around. Like they're not even in my studio at the minute. Oh they're just God. still gone. You know? so unreal. <laughs> it's like amazing that it has had that much mileage. You know, yeah. it's actually been around the world or it's traveled further than I physically have. You know, so it is like, I mean, that's what you want. Exactly. It's like it's still doing the tour. Yeah, yeah, that's unreal. And so you're you've designed for the likes of Lady Gaga, which is unreal, Dua Lipa, yeah. Little Mix, and so many more massive names in the music industry, which is absolutely insane. What was the very first time like when one of them chose your pieces and how did that how like how does that even come about? Yeah, like so I suppose like the, the like Lady Gaga for example, because it is kind of one of those things like is it real? Is yeah. it like I, Lady Gaga I, like <laughs> It was, it was so random like I literally was I was it's funny the story because it is a story it's a funny story right I was literally at a fashion party as one <laughs> is um, and I was with my group of friends and I had received an urgent email from like Lady Gaga's team but I just <laughs> thought it was like god like spam you know <laughs> yeah we all kind of like laughed about it. I was like, look, this must be a joke. Ha, ha, ha. Blah, blah, blah. Then anyway, um, we went on a night. I oh, had a great night. Morning after, was hungover. Um, <laughs> but I'd seen like two or three other emails from the same person, the, the team, you know, that were starting. And they were, it was like there was a few people in this email. You know, right. one was checking in. The other one was also checking in, um, saying urgent, urgent, urgent. Oh, my God. Um, I was like, God, I better follow this up. Like, if it's if it's really urgent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they said that Lady Gag would like to pull some items for her. It was originally a watch advert. Okay. Like she did this collaboration for a watch. I can't remember the name of the company, but it was a kind of a big deal. It was, it was. Um, God, I can't remember the era of when it was, but it wasn't that long ago, and. Yeah, I'd sent over pieces to Los Angeles. Um, then I kind of heard nothing. Um, so I was like, hey, hey guys, uh, how's it going? <laughs> yeah. oh, it's going all okay. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, it didn't, uh, they weren't right for this photo shoot. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, well, that's that. You right. know, kind of, because you're internally visualizing her kind of wearing something of yeah. yours, you know. <laughs> Definitely as a 16, uh, 16, 17 year old, you know, like Gaga is someone that she's noted for the style yeah. and the, the platforms even. Um, yeah. So yeah, that kind of was the start of our relationship. That kind of sounds really like uh, vague, but then again, they started, um, we were kind of communicating back and forth. Then there was like a really big opportunity for me to do her Netflix kind of documentary mm. premiere. Um, which at the time I was like, oh, I, I mean, I don't care. It's gaga. Like I'm definitely gonna do it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I was, I was a bit worried that like it was, it literally was not gonna arrive in time because it needed to go from London to Canada in like the space of a few hours. Oh I think my god. Like, I think it was, I think it was about nine hours needed to be there because her her event was on um, that evening. So it's quite a quick turnaround. You the know, pressure. Like, I was like, <laughs> I'll send it, but definitely not going to arrive. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it literally, I got a message then from the team saying that it's arrived. Oh they my just God. messaged me that. And I was like, <laughs> but then I was like, oh, okay, like this, that, that's, that's great. But I'm imagining that she's in this 
huge room and she's just like this you know she depicts <laughs> a, a, a massive rail and yeah. it's probably road thing, you know like really fancy <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah she she wore it oh which my was, gosh you know, oh. crazy so like I was like that evening I kind of not forgot about it but I was like oh like I'm a bit old-fashioned in the sense that like I'm not really a techie person so okay. I, I didn't even change the world clock to you know do you know where you can see what time it is <laughs> yeah. uh, so I was like I didn't even do that um then the next thing I was just like my Instagram at the time was very like you know quiet and whatever but the next thing I was like starting getting all these like notifications like Lemaison Gaga has tagged you in a post and then there was like Gaga PG had tagged you Gaga fan 973 2 crazy high platforms because those trousers are insanely long oh really and they weren't touching the floor you know they, yeah, were, yeah, yeah. they were like seven foot to be wearing them no that's absolutely insane like lady gaga of all people is else to be wearing your pieces like is and has she worn anything else since like have you kept in have you and her team kept in contact yeah so we've actually stayed in touch which is great you know oh, like really? kind of actually um she took a pair of shoes that my me myself and my friend she's a shoe designer kira koji we designed this pair of shoes together and she wore it for her world tour which was oh my gosh insane again yeah <laughs> uh, and then they took stuff for they were doing this um special photo shoot with paper magazine um so they called in quite a lot for them as well so it's like yeah it's we've stayed in touch believe it or not you know and that's okay. it's kind of amazing because you know, there is again i'm like this is like the total irishness in me they're like there's so many great designers out there like why me <laughs> yeah. but, so but it's great it, i'm like i'm totally like so like in awe of yeah. her still she's still amazing so why what is it like to work in the fashion industry as a whole like is it different from what you expected it to be um yeah like i think it is a complicated industry you know it's um mm. it really is what i found is that it's really about networking yeah uh, and kind of linking up with the right person i think time is also like a huge factor um in the industry just because a lot of things that happen are like caused by like it was the right time at the right place you know i think that you know say for example going back to that to that gaga thing mm -hmm. you know that opportunity like if i just like was like because i was kind of assuming it was spam at that mm -hmm. time and then i was like you know i could have still just went like ah no it's fine and, yeah you know, i'll leave it off the morning after especially when you're hungover you don't want anything other than a kfc oh my God, yeah <laughs> if i got an email when i was hungover saying can you send something in nine hours to lady gaga i'd be like oh my gosh oh, i can't <laughs> i know too I, much. Was like, I could like i literally could have just been like oh, no, it's gonna yeah it's too that. much too much today yeah. <laughs> but like i think that like a lot of opportunities have happened like again like i was on that global ireland you know and yes. it's funny that that happened because 
I literally finished season three of the UK the night before and I got an email from the producer the morning off. It's just like really strange timing. A lot of these things are. Yeah. But you kind of have to just ride with it. Mm. If you kind of fight against it, you'll end up in this, you'll end up going towards it anyway. But yeah. there's maybe a lot more way about it. Mm. I kind of just go with flow a lot of the time. <laughs> I'm, I'm... <laughs> A lot of people think like or probably have the perception that it can be obviously it's quite competitive or or is it but that it's quite catty and and stuff like do you know when you see things in movies like we'll say like the devil wears Prada and all that kind of yeah. stuff like there's yeah. this kind of image portrayed that it's very catty and cutthroat like is it like that or is it actually what way is it? Um, should I say the real answer or the, the prepared answer? <laughs> Definitely <laughs> yeah. real. We're all about honesty here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I think that, unfortunately, it, there are elements of maybe the devil wears proud of that. Like, it wouldn't be a parody if there wasn't a reason for it. Yeah, you know, exactly. That, like, yeah. I think there are kind of, unfortunately, there are people and characters in the industry that, are unfortunately like maybe not exactly like but they can be a like kind of a vague representation of <laughs> maybe someone like that i feel yeah. like i'm being so polite you don't need but to say any like, names or anything <laughs> no I, I won't i i do think like i have had experiences where it is kind of like it is a it is a cutthroat industry mm. in one sense um but I think the, the most important thing is like I have a very tight circle you know, yeah. around me that are like that are really there for me for the right reasons. You know, you can you can be easily led on by people that think they wanna support you and what you're doing, but yeah. it's for their own kind of gain and yeah, yeah, yeah. association, you know, because like there are so many talented people out there, but there are also so many people that are very strategic right. in their placement and you know maybe I don't know it's kind of it's a tricky one you know mm. it's I think that if you kind of good people attract good people as well yeah. you know? so I think that it's uh it's just important to kind of uh stay true to yourself and exactly you, know, you yeah. might be misled and uh in a different direction but it's not the right direction for you but mm. I think if you like I'm very lucky that I have such a good circle and I think it's definitely all about community yeah. in the fashion industry. You know, it's, I think it's, it can be, I think like, if I were to put it into art, definitely what my parents had said to me when I was going into it, you know, they, they always said, because ego is also a big part of the industry, you know, yeah. the ego, and, um, I suppose what they said to me is that, you know, and I think it's always stuck to me is that, be nice to the people on your way up because you'll never know who you'll meet on your way back down. Yes, yeah, I think true. it's just like a really important thing to remember, you know. And yeah, but luckily, definitely. like, like my parents will bring me faster down than, yeah. than anybody, you know. So yeah. it's great. It's That's cool. just Irishness as well, like, isn't it? <laughs> They're so impressed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you reckon you've developed like a, a thicker skin from being in the in the industry, or are you just kind of take it on the chin like any of that kind of bullshit i uh, i think like if i have to look at myself um going like back to even 2017 like yeah i definitely you have to develop 
it's going to be yeah. you're actually putting yourself out there like I mean you have oh. like I would I wouldn't have if I kind of just point it being like oh everyone's just going to love it not everyone's gonna love yeah. it and that's the beauty of fashion is that like so many tastes out there you know mm-hmm. it's of course it's a personal thing you know creating creating from my point of view anyway it's very personal um so obviously I do take it a little personal yeah, but at the same time people are people are so right with their opinion you know if they're not feeling something that maybe I create that's totally fine um and it's I'm I kind of look at it more objective like not objectively is that the right word diplomatic I'm more diplomatic than their right their reasoning um they can just not like it and that's fine yeah (laughs) (laughs) so you you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier but you recently appeared on rte's glow up ireland with the iconic maura higgins as the host and some of ireland's best makeup artists so how did that come about and how did it go like what was it like um so yeah so i was just kind of saying like a few minutes ago like Mm -hmm. i literally just finished season three of the uk version like i've been watching glow up um for a long time now you know since it started i just love it i think it's it's kind of like the perfect um, marriage of like say um rupaul's drag race meets project runway meets uh god what else what else are those shows you know they kind of uh have that perfect marriage of creativity mm. and it's kind of like I it really changed my perception on what I thought makeup was you know yeah. I, uh, it, it's so creative and when I got that call from the producer it was uh yeah it was crazy like I really didn't think I didn't I thought that maybe they wanted me to be a contestant you know like I, <laughs> I didn't think the judge I was like what oh, me <laughs> but, uh, it was great yeah the experience and they really no, they asked me to produce a collection to like kind of like a month in advance. Okay. Um, so I had about three weeks to create some of these looks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a bit challenging, yeah. Um, in that sense, but I had a great team around me, you know. We kind of turned it out, yeah. Um, of course, went up to Dublin the night before, then did the uh, the actual recording during the day, which, by the way, reality TV is not, not what you think it is. Really? It is so different. <laughs> yeah, I thought it just did the camera's roll and that's yeah. that. But um, yeah, it's totally, it's totally different. You know, is it's it? totally different. Like in we we arrived in in the morning, and I was kind of being brought through a back room so that the contestants wouldn't see me. And okay. It was kind of glass, um, but then, uh, what happened? oh yeah, so then Maura walked in and all you can hear is her, her heels clocking and it's <laughs> like, guys, oh, it's time to glow up or it's ready to glow up or whatever. <laughs> and um, just silence and just her heels clocking all the way up. And she's like, hi, <laughs> hi. And I was like, what is going on? And we did a rehearsal, uh, but then I realized that we actually are recording it in an empty room. Oh, which okay. was, was <laughs> it was so bad like I thought it was a rehearsal so I kind of then it was my turn so I just went like 
And they're like, oh no, the people, the camera crew or the contestants are this dot here. And I was like, what? I thought we were doing a remarks. It was a really great experience. And like the production, oh my God, like they were literally, they actually treated me like royalty. It was really, really crazy. They were amazing, oh, amazing. So nice. The team could have been better. And the judges were fantastic as well. Like so talented. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, you know, Kathy Ann McAllister, she did the Margiela shows in Paris, you know, mm. and Emma O'Byrne, like, she's, she's incredible. She is so incredible. And Mara was amazing as well. Like, oh, see, I've never seen her in real life yeah. until that day. I'd say she's, she's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, gorgeous. Really uh, nice. Yeah, that must have been so nice for you to have been picked to go on it. Like, I know you were doing it in the, in the UK, but it must have been special to to go home to Ireland and do something like that there. Uh, but you know what? I actually was in Ireland. So I've like I've at that time I had moved everything back from oh, yeah. the UK. So it was like I felt right, you know, again a lot of these kind of uh, opportunities, like I said earlier, like I just kind of if you fight against it you'll end up in the same you'll end <laughs> up doing it but just maybe with a huff and a puff here and there but <laughs> yeah. yeah I just like I, I'm so lucky to have been given such a, an amazing yeah. platform to be so everyone only sees like the results and the glitz and the glamour related to fashion and and being a designer but what would you say the most difficult aspects of your career have been that people might not realise yeah the, do you know what there's so many different aspects to the to my business anyway you know yeah. it's kind of one thing is that like sustaining like a really solid income is not so easy you know because you're you're constantly putting your costs then like you know um investing a lot of your money into a product that is in an industry that is so i suppose what is the word you know like subjective you know like people might not like it, people may like it. It's not yeah. like a product that you, you know, you essentially need mm-hmm. to better say, like, you know, it's not like a window that yeah. you need to put in a house. You know, it is kind of a, especially my work is such a niche anyway. Yeah, very it's, niche. It's like, you know, when you're putting in so much of a, you're kind of really hoping that people respond to it well, because it's a huge risk. You, oh, you know, you put that, uh, a massive amount of, money into something that is really an accessory to your life mm-hmm. yeah but i think that like for me kind of really understanding the customer has been a bit of a challenge because at a time say in 2017 the customer oh, excuse me um <laughs> was uh was very was very different um to the customer that she is now you know she's kind of undergone a bit of surgery here there um, but she's kind of uh, she's kind of more developed and it's kind of I felt like for a while a huge challenge for me was kind of getting out of and like it's, it kind of sounds contradictory because it is amazing that's happened but I felt like for a while I was only being worn by celebrities if that okay. makes sense yeah so like it kind of all of a sudden I've cut off a lot of the world already you know what I mean and that that sounds really horrible to say but I 
kind of felt a little trapped. It kind of sounds like I'm a bit of a spoiled brat, but I'm not. It's really <laughs> just because my kind of like, like one of definitely a thing I would like to see in the future is that I'm in a random city and I see a complete stranger that I don't know and she's just walking around in yeah. my coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of the, the celebrity work, it is amazing. But I found that I was kind of becoming more and more only known for the celebrity work. Okay. Um, which like at that time again you know the clothes they were very risky you know they were all there were a lot of pvc items you know mm. they were very kind of niche where mm. the collection this time around it it's become more like i want people to be able to get it you know yeah. some people do enjoy seeing it but i think it's not just exclusive to celebs anymore like it should be inclusive of anything yeah because even like as you were saying earlier like the inspiration comes from like the the women in your family so like you obviously it would be nice for people like that to be wearing it as well and to come like full circle and have like because you know like like you're from Ardfert in Kerry like wouldn't it be amazing (laughs) for someone in Ardfert to be wearing one of your pieces you know what I mean yeah I think it's like you know you kind of like at the end of the day, you know, you get like work with the the celebs is amazing. Like mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like like it is insane because of course you know coming out I was like well this is crazy, <laughs> um, but it's kind of now I kind of want anyone to kind of invest into me. It's not just that kind of formula. So it's kind of taking me a bit of time to get out of that that hole. That has been a huge challenge because mm. I think a person might think that it's only for them but yeah. it's not it's it's really inclusive and it is inclusive in not in, in in any gender as well like it's not i'm not saying oh this is just i just work from a traditional women's wear silhouette mm-hmm. form but i mean if like i've been walking around on the coast no bother and it's fine yeah. you know, <laughs> i haven't felt any different <laughs> um so you also have a showroom in Ardfert where you're from and which must be so nice and kind of full circle for you but what was the reaction like from everyone when you when you opened it well so the the showroom is like is really like so everything now is made there which is amazing as well um but yeah it was it was really great everyone everyone was because I have um in the in the space like the, all the windows are frosted out so it's kind mm-hmm. of really like um it is a little bit mysterious, mysterious yeah. it's just the no one can see the boring parts of what's actually going on you know <laughs> like the story and stuff but it's um yeah it's been amazing you know mm-hmm. like even the time of the like say the glow up or you know even the, the recent show people are like screaming and shouting which is amazing you know all the local businesses around have been incredibly supportive as have been the community quite i remember actually um i think it was before christmas uh a rock was like thrown through the window i don't know what happened but uh, but luckily like no one was injured or none of the machinery was damaged but i remember the whole village ringing my family being like Oh my god, there's been a uh, rock thrown through Colin's uh, space. But <laughs> so, like they're really it's amazing that they're I felt like oh my god, they're going to take it. Yeah, great. they care, like that's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it was a really nice one. I mean, I was obviously like, ah. Yeah, fuming as well, like. <laughs> so what are your goals, so for your brand over the next, like, few years or even few months? What do you hope to, to achieve? Well, definitely, I kind of want this, like, the clothing to be uh, more in Asia, you know, kind of that oh, nice. demographic of the world, but at the same time, I would love to still be doing, uh, like I did, this is the first time I've done it where we've done a London Fashion with Digital, where it's kind of like we stream, I streamed in Kerry to London, which was quite <laughs> unusual. Like yeah. it was quite a, a weird uh, experience. It was amazing though, it was great. Um, so I definitely want to continue on that route. Um, and then that will be done over the next year, I think. And then, like I do want to break into the Parisian uh, realm as well. You that's know, that, okay. that's kind of, that's where I see it. Mm. But I, I'll keep the, the plan is that the production and everything's still done in Kerry, um, but I will be floating as I am right now. I'm currently in Dublin. Um, right. I'll be floating to Kerry in Dublin um, for like meetings and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. it's- um, It's unreal. I think like London, like I loved London. I loved it. Loved, yeah. loved, loved it. But it's weird. I like kind of, it's not that I don't miss it. It's just I see, I kind of like would love to just visit it now. I don't see myself kind of going back there to live. Yeah. Been there, done that kind uh, of thing. Yeah, I, lo- I loved that time. Made great friends, connections, everything. Now, like, I you could ask me in two weeks and I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going <laughs> to go back there for a bit of time but like as of now I'm really kind of content here That's um, and I love Ireland I actually do I yeah. love being here yeah last question what uh-huh. and what advice would you give to someone entering into the world of fashion design I think definitely the advice wise I would say start reaching out to other people other people that may have just started, then maybe people that are a little bit more along the way. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised what people, people like, I'm definitely an email person, you know, like I do see emails, you know. Yeah. It's just that maybe at that time I might be doing something, but I will always get back. Like that is yeah. always definitely the end goal. But I think mm-hmm. the fashion industry right now is even, it's changing even more again, you know, it's become becoming increasingly demanding um you know the the age of digital and digital clothes is starting to kind of move forward so i think anyone that is going into the fashion industry i think go to a really good a school that will give you that the foundations for designing um because uh, even though like one school might offer one thing another might offer another I think just contact graduates and just get a feel for maybe what the course was Mm. and then I think internship 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 every internship I've done I've learned a lot yeah um and they could be like they could be really great experiences they could be really bad experiences but at least with a bad you can learn what not to do say if you were I think every experience is an experience. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it's like I spend. You do have to make, unfortunately, sacrifices. You know, you Mm -hmm. kind of. It is very demanding, 
bought extremely rewarding. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say, but you still like weigh it up. I think internships really kind of give you the um, the starting point to where the industry is, yeah. um, what is required. Because you can internship in, say, a big company. And you might be doing what we call like flat drawings or CAD drawings, which is like digital renders. Yeah. And you're, you're getting like the measurements for each. Mm-hmm. Or you could be working a very small design uh, team or a house and it can be very hands-on. So it just depends. Like there, there's so many avenues mm-hmm. and often are not doing a fashion design course. You kind of learn a lot. Like, so you're kind of doing Photoshop, you know, Illustrator, in design then you're designing clothes then you're sewing the clothes then you're you know there's so many there's so much in it and after that people will go into different kind of realms yeah. you know doing a fashion design course doesn't mean that you have to stay within fashion design a lot of people go into buying or styling oh, yeah. or merchandising you know mm-hmm. there's so many different aspects yeah. or even blogging you know like yeah. it's uh it's really anybody's <laughs> game very broad yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Colin... I don't know if I answered that question, did I? Yeah, you did, you did, you did, definitely. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm training again. <laughs> Colin, that's everything. That's all my questions done. Um, thank you so, so much. It was actually really, really nice talking to you. And you too, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. That is it for this week's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to subscribe and rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And yeah, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Bye.